Welcome to The Career Studio, a USU career services podcast that helps you navigate your career path. Thanks for joining us for our Friday face-to-face episode. I'm Marissa Armistead, your host, and I am so excited to have Dannon Loveland, one of our very own USU career coaches, joining us on the show today. Welcome, Dannon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Dannon graduated from USU with a bachelor's degrees in journalism and communication with an emphasis in public relations and business. He gained experience in operations, planning, social media, marketing, and PR consulting. He then pursued a master's degree in psychology through USU's professional school counseling program that led to a position with the Huntsman School of Business in Student and External Affairs. After five years, he made a transition to career services and now works as a career coach, course developer, and instructor for USU. So, Dannon, totally embarrassing you here. You mentioned that as a child, you collected Pez candy dispensers. So, I'm wondering, is there a story behind this collection? Where did this interest begin? Yeah, I don't know if there's a story behind it. I think I've just always had an interest in collecting things. And, you know, Pez dispensers are, are one of those things. They're easy to collect. So, Are you I, on the lunchbox collecting pack? I don't have lunchboxes, <laughs> no. I'm trying to think what other things do I collect. Careers, you know, I collect careers from people and just as a career coach. I, it's, it's one thing that probably if I really thought about like my love of collecting, I could, it makes sense that I'd go into career coaching, right? And that's what I get collecting to do. Collecting all of the knowledge. Yeah. 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 I get to collect all this, all this, <laughs> all these ideas and all these different careers and opportunities and, and share them. So absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love that tie in. Well, we thought it would be fitting to start off a new year by discussing career non-negotiables or the make and breaks that help us decide whether a job is going to help us move forward on that career path and lifestyle we want, or maybe when it isn't. So Dan, and I'd love to start off our conversation today by really reflecting on the very first job you had. Maybe we'll say very first paid job. So what was that job like? Okay. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. So my dad owns a bicycle shop. And so my first job was working for him and his bicycle shop. I think my very first job, I was pretty young. I probably just cleaned the bikes. Was my job is to make sure the bikes were clean and shiny. So, oh my goodness, yeah. I love that. Okay, so taking taking it a step further here, you know, I look back at some of my earliest jobs, and there were certainly things that I learned about myself in that process. I definitely learned some career no's and some career maybe's and some career yeses. So, talk to us about what were some things that you learned in those early on jobs about yourself that maybe helped kind of shape what direction you wanted to move forward, or also informed you of what you did not want to do. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a good question. Working with my dad, he was more or less the only person there. You know, it's a one-man show at the bike shop. So if he wanted to take a day off, he could, but that also meant he wasn't selling bikes or wasn't fixing bikes and thus wasn't making money. And so some of the first things that, that I learned kind of about a career and what I looked for and what I wanted was I didn't know if I really wanted to own my own business. You know, it was just one of those things that I thought like, uh, you know, I want maybe a little more flexible flexibility to take a day off if I wanted to and and be okay without the stress and pressure of being a one-man show or something. So... Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great insight. So many of our students are considering business and for great reasons, but there are some of those real factors that you have to take into consideration. Just like you pointed out, days off aren't the same as just clocking into that time card and saying, oh, I would like to get this Friday approved for time off. Not quite the same story with your own business. So I think that's a really interesting insight that you gained at a pretty young age. So I love that. And I'd like to move forward 
forward a little bit. So I'm curious. So after you earned your bachelor's degrees, what were some of the career priorities that you had at that point? You know, were you looking at, I just need to make certain pay grade. I know lots of college students are eager to see that jump in pay. So were you looking at pay? Were you looking at just getting specific industry experience? Talk to us about what were some of those first career priorities right out of college? So my first priority right out of college was to have a job that had health insurance, which is, I think, kind of interesting. That felt like a career job to me is to have health insurance. And with that, also was looking for like a job where I could get my foot in the door somewhere. And so those are the two things, the two main things that I looked at in my first job was just getting my foot in the door, a job that, that had health insurance. Interesting. Okay. And I'm going to ask a super personal question. So hopefully that's okay. But I'm curious, I was going to ask at what point, so lots of our students, you know, are either in a pretty serious relationship, they might be married, they might have kids. When did those factors come into play for you? And, and how did that affect or, or maybe, you know, lead to some of those priorities? Yeah. So I got married my last year. So my last year of my undergraduate degree. Okay. The summer before. So I had a, two semesters after I got married. And so, yeah, that did play. And my wife was also finishing up her degree at the same time. So I guess location is something you kind of consider as well with that. She had another semester after I graduated. And so, okay. So yeah, staying yeah. In, a lo- in a location where I could, where she could still go to school. Sure. Yeah. Those are yeah. great. And, and as far as how things change as a married person, I think there's something special and powerful about having a partner that is supportive of you. And so I think as far as careers are concerned, it was important for us to talk about careers and where each of us wanted to take our careers and support each other and how we could do that. And so it was just nice to have a partner that cared enough about me and about my career and that I cared enough about her and her career that we had those discussions. So Absolutely. And oh, Dan, and I could talk for probably years about that, but I want to definitely back what you said. I, you know, I found in my own experience that Jesse, my husband and I, we've been able to kind of start that path of figuring out, okay, how do we know when to let one person, you know, we put a little bit more emphasis on their career at this point. How do we know when to, to help the other person out? And education and all of the fun things that come with that process. But yes, but I agree. It's so important to have those conversations and to know where both of you stand so that both of you can be happy as you are trying to figure out, well, what, what are our priorities? What do we want to place emphasis on? So love those insights, Dannon. Such a, such a great thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, moving forward a little bit, talk to us about some of your early on jobs after your bachelor's degree, specifically looking at what were some of the skills that you were gaining early on and what parts of those skills have transferred throughout your career so far? So I took kind of a different career right out of college. So the first job that I had out of college, and I tell students this, my counsel with them, mostly to say that you can do better than this. But my first job out of college was working in a replacement parts warehouse. So I was in charge of picking things out of the warehouse and putting them in boxes and shipping them to wherever they needed to go. And that was my job. And I think maybe besides my direct supervisor, I don't know, I think I was the only person with a bachelor's degree in that whole place that I worked. So I obviously didn't go to school so that I could work at a replacement parts warehouse, but that's what I did. And it worked out well. Some of the things that I learned from that is really working with a variety of different people. I think that was really, you know, especially people that had a much different background 
than what I had. In some of the jobs I had as a student, I was working with other students for the most part. And so, you know, they were college focused and they were thinking about their career. When I worked in this replacement parts warehouse, a lot of them kind of had a whole bunch of different jobs, not really necessarily a career wherever they've gone. And so it kind of made me think a little bit different. I didn't love the job. When I first got the job, I didn't love it because part of that had to do with the fact that I didn't study, you know, I didn't get a bachelor's degree so I, I could do this, but I grew to really enjoy the job. And the thing that I enjoyed most about the work was the people that I got to work with. Another thing that I enjoyed too was some of the conversations I was able to have. There are times in your life, in your career that you will work a job that is always with you, right? Like, so you go home and that job's always with you. And this was a job that wasn't that way. There's no point even thinking about replacement parts when I, when I got home. And so it was a job that I left there and I kind of enjoyed that about it too, so... Well, and you, you hit on an interesting point. Okay, so job versus career. I want to dive into that concept a little bit more. Oftentimes, students, upon graduation, they think, I want to get a job, which is a great thought. However, you pointed out that there's a difference between getting a job versus building a career. So talk to me a little bit about maybe the difference or the nuances in between those two. The biggest distinction between a job and a career is probably a few things. One, the relationship that you have with your supervisor. In a job, the relationship you have, that's just someone that I have to report to or whatever. Whereas I think more of a career, that relationship that you have with the supervisor, it's someone that you can share your goals with. It's someone that you can talk to about what I'm looking for in the future and how we'd like to move up or gain additional responsibilities. Now you can do similar things in a job, but oftentimes it's not kind of viewed in that same way. So that's one of those things that is the biggest difference between a job and a career. The opportunity to learn is always there in a career. I've known plenty of people that have taken a job and made it into a career. So I think there's that opportunity. And sometimes it really is just really about the approach. How do you approach this work, right? You know, am I going to give it my all? Or is this just something that... I'm paying rent with. (laughs) Pay rent. Yeah, clock in, clock out. I've seen some people that have been very successful making a job into a career in a setting where other people totally take a different approach. Here's an example, I think. I have an uncle who, when he was in high school, he worked at McDonald's, you know? And for a lot of people, working at McDonald's is very much a job, right? Not so much a career. I mean, obviously you can work for corporate or whatever, but he was working at a McDonald's franchise, but he worked really hard. And when there was opportunities to move up into management and leadership, he took those. Part of moving up into management for him was additional training. McDonald's has, I think it's called Hamburger U, or it used to be called like Hamburger University or something like that. I it's really funny. And so he took advantage of that, you know, like, and he had got this additional training, which I don't know if at that point he thought I'm going to make McDonald's into my career, but he took advantage of those opportunities. Later on, as he got into college, he took a job working at a call center, which is another one of those things that people would think, oh, that's very much a job, not a career, right? Like who makes a career out of working at a call center? But because he had this training at McDonald's, he was able to move up into a leadership position in there at the call center. He was really good at what he did. And he approached that work very seriously as well, was able to solve problems and to really lead and manage people very well. Eventually he kept getting promoted to the point where at one point he was managing a call center in the Philippines. You know, he, he moved his family over to the Philippines and he lived there for a couple of years and managed in the Philippines. And so he's back in the United States now, but has some really cool opportunities. And uh, every time he, he thinks about maybe leaving this job, his employer gives more money to him and more responsibilities. Like, no, we need you. We, we got to have you. And so I think it's one of those things that he has really kind of taken this approach of 
is this a job or is this a career? He put us all into what m- other people might consider jobs and really has made a career out of it. And I think that's, it, it's inspiring to me. I love seeing kind of people approach work in that way. So. Oh, I think that's a great example. And I love this idea of learning regardless of the circumstance. I think for most of us, we've all had, or maybe are currently in a job that we maybe don't love, but with this approach of, you know, what can I learn? What can I take advantage of? Even though maybe it's not the perfect situation. I love that mindset. And I think that's so valuable as, especially as you're just getting started in your career to be willing to take some of those positions that maybe aren't the dream job, but you'll gain some great experience that will propel you forward. So love those thoughts, Damien. Thanks so much for sharing. So I want to move forward back to um, kind of your story. So in 2010, you decided to go back to school and earn a degree in psychology, focusing on school counseling. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about what prompted you to make that decision and then where that kind of led you next. While I was working at the replacement parts warehouse, this was a company that had a lot of other great products. And I thought like, hey, I think I want to do marketing. This is an opportunity. Maybe if I get this job in the replacement parts, I can apply for other jobs and we'll see, oh, you work at the same organization. Well, hey, let's bring you in for an interview. I did that for, I think it was a year and a half. Applied to a whole bunch of jobs. Wasn't getting any feedback. I I know a little bit more now. I I would probably approach (laughs) the whole situation a bit different than I did at that time, but it's kind of frustrating to me. And I thought like, oh, maybe this whole strategy of getting my foot in the door was not not one that was that was worthwhile and so I started thinking about other things so my wife's grandfather started the school counseling program I got talking to him a little bit about education and and kind of the career plans that I had thought and places I would like to see my career go and he had mentioned the school counseling program and oh, that's really interesting you know like so as I did a little more research into school counseling I thought like yeah maybe this is a good job and the program at Utah State does a great job in fact go and watch your video about the school counseling program. I think that's on YouTube, isn't it? So I'll link to that or something. It's a great program and it prepares people to become school counselors. And I thought like, yeah, that's, that's really what I need. At the time, looking back at it, why would they accept into that program someone whose background is in journalism and communications and business into a school counseling program? Like it really doesn't make much sense, but (laughs) regardless, I got into the program. It was great. I I really did enjoy the program. It's a much different experience to be in a grad program than it isn't to be an undergrad program. in a cohort, the amount of focus, and you can really jump into the content in a little different way than you could in just your bachelor's degree. So the program is designed with a practicum and an internship. One of the internships that I did, or for some of the hours for my internship, I actually did it at Career Services. They had offered an internship, and I later found out that was the first semester that they had offered an internship for school counseling interns and really enjoyed my time as an intern and like talking to people about their careers and exploring their options that they might have, which was really valuable. Another thing that was part of that program I mentioned was as I interned, I spent some time in a couple different high schools interning. And there's things I really loved about high school counseling. Most of those dealt with careers and helping students in their careers and life planning and college readiness and all of that. And I really enjoyed that. There are also aspects that I wasn't quite as excited about. Some of the social emotional learning and some of the problems that students had that you might have to deal with as a school counselor was not as exciting. It was, in fact, pretty stressful for me. And so it was interesting interesting, took those opportunities to kind of evaluate what I wanted to do. So while I was in that graduate program, I applied for a job at Utah State University and got a job as a staff assistant, not some fancy pants job, just as a staff assistant in at the Huntsman School of Business, working specifically in their internship office. That was wonderful. I don't, I wasn't working necessarily as a counselor, but I did realize that I really liked the environment of higher ed and I liked being able to work with those students. And it was really an enjoyable thing for me. So yeah, Dan, and 
one thing that really stood out to me as you were sharing all of that was the pros of going out and trying different things. And I think internships are a great space to do that because you don't have to necessarily commit like you do a job. Oftentimes, I think we only learn about ourselves until we're put up against something that we either love or don't love. And so I think internships are a great way to really test the waters and figure out, just like you said, you know, do I like working with this population of people? Do I enjoy doing this on a daily basis? And so getting your feet wet was a great indicator of one, your values, and then two, what kind of career you could be informed about based on those values. So really love those insights. Okay, so I do want to make sure we have time to chat a little bit about your current role as a career coach. So I'd love to hear what were some of the reasons that you were really interested initially in the job that you have now? Talk to us about what was that decision-making process like? Do I want the job? Do I not want the job? Take it away. Talk to us about that. Yeah, that's a good question. So as was mentioned, that attitude of taking opportunities has been a part of my college experience for quite a while. When I was in high school, I wasn't so much that way, but I got that way like the end of my junior year. My senior year, it's like, man, I missed out on a whole bunch of things because I wasn't very outgoing. I didn't really take opportunities like that. And so when I got to college, my attitude kind of changed a little bit. And I took advantage of every opportunity that I could. So I, I did take that seriously. Some of those things I did internships, right? Like, so I would get emails from career services and they have a list of internships. And I'd always take that really seriously. I'd look at through what opportunities I had there and I would look at what could I do. And I would even apply for internships that I maybe wasn't a hundred percent on board for, but I'm, I'm at least curious enough to try it out. And some of those I got, you know, like, and I, I'm pretty sure some of those I got, some of those internships I was given because there was probably not very many candidates that put their hat in the ring. Um, a number of them were unpaid internships or like remote internships, like five hours a week internship. Okay, well, I'll try it out. You know, it's only five hours a week. I can probably manage that. And so, and through that kind of process of doing a lot of different internships and trying different things, I got to know the career services, the career coach really well. And I really was impressed by my career coach that I worked with. His name's Eddie Singh. He's not at Utah State anymore, but he was great. I just admired his enthusiasm, his helpfulness, you know, like his energy about careers. And it just really was inspiring to me. I still wasn't sure because this was in my undergrad. I still wasn't like sure that, that a career coach is what I wanted to be. And looking back, yeah, I really did value those career services professionals that I'd worked with as I volunteered and as I went out and met some of them. Funny side note, I kept a list, just a random list on my computer entitled Dream Jobs. And I, I love that. Once in a while, I would think of those and I would add something on there and it had a whole bunch of things on, you know, like I had like creative director, like I didn't even know what a creative director does and I still, right. you know, don't Doesn't matter. It. but I put it on there because it sounded cool. You know, like years later, I looked on that list. I, I forgot. I started making this list. This was after I'd already become a career coach, but career coach was on that. I put that as one of my dream jobs. This was not just random, really, right? Uh, yeah. Random thing, right? Like it, it really did happen. I remember thinking a couple times as a matter of fact, I was like, well, maybe I like Eddie Singh. I like what you do enough. Maybe I'll just be a career coach. That seems cool. But for whatever reason in my mind and thought like, oh no, career coach, what the heck is that? even, you know, like I can't. And so it's funny how things kind of do come full circle sometimes. There's definitely an aspect of networking and connecting and going out of your way that really makes a difference when it comes to making careers. And so as an undergrad, one of those people I met while I was an undergrad student was Kristen Clark. And she was over the internship program at the Huntsman School. And I got to know her fairly well. And, and she referred me to, to internships and stuff. Later, after I'd graduated, I had applied for a job in her office. And 
and she knew who I was. She knew the kind of personality that I had and the outgoing attitude that I had towards careers. And I applied for a job and she interviewed me and more or less took a chance on me. And it really kind of made a difference for that. Later, she made a move to the career services office. And when a position opened, she actually called me up and said, hey, Dan, and we have this position at the career services office. I think you'd be a great candidate. I would love for you to be able to apply for this. And I thought like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. You know, I was flattered a little bit. You kind of sometimes don't think that your career is going to turn out that way, right? Sometimes people are very, very intentional with their career. And I admire those people that are very intentional. You know, I'm not super intentional. I mean, I think that's okay. I think it's, it's just a different approach to careers in looking for opportunities and being willing to jump at an opportunity when it comes. You know, just prepare yourself, make the connections that you need and jump on that opportunity. So Well, and I love that you bring up just this thought of everybody tackles careers a little bit different. And, you know, it's funny because so I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I am a plan as much as possible. The five-year plan, the one-year plan, the six-month plan. I always have a plan. And it's interesting because I've had to learn, you know, and this is probably more of a strength that you already had. I have to learn sometimes things are just out of my hands. And while having a plan is great and makes me feel a little bit of peace in the long run, there are a lot of things that I can't guess what's going to happen. And so I think five eventually you kind of find this middle ground of, you know, there has to be a little bit of planning and a little bit of strategy involved, but there also has to be some room for the crazy things to happen that we don't expect for the kind people that we can never imagine will meet to reach out and give us those opportunities. So I love that we're having this conversation and that you think differently than me. I, I think that's so helpful. And I'm sure a lot of students can relate to that. So I'm so grateful for those insights. Okay. Two more questions for you and I'll do my best. We'll see how much we can get in here. One question that I think, I, I hope this is appropriate to ask, but I'd love to hear about a time when your job or roles or expectations conflicted with personal values or your career non-negotiables and how you handled that circumstance. That's a good question. It's something that I've talked to my wife before about kind of that conflict of my values and whatnot. I've been lucky enough that I have not had many opportunities where there was a lot of conflict. Part of the reason for that is because I don't have a lot of non-negotiables. As long as it's not illegal or unethical or immoral, (laughs) I'm willing to try something out. And I think being open and having those conversations before you get in a situation where like, oh, is this something I really want to do? Kind of can help that. I talked about how how important it is to maybe have conversations with supervisors and bosses and all of that. And that can really help in those types of situations because they can know where your values are, right? Yeah, this is what I value. These are my priorities. And so as long as you know your priorities and you've put enough thought and effort into these are the things that are most important to me, and then you can communicate that with others, that can really help in the situation that you might find yourself in where there's a conflict. There's some morals there. Correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think that really speaks to the importance of the interview process. So many people think I have to show off my best, you know, whatever they are looking for, which is partially true. But at the same time, I think people forget that an interview goes both ways. Yes, it is an employer evaluating you as a candidate, but it's also you as a candidate evaluating the employer. And I always tell students to come with questions. You should have questions for the employer. And I think this is a great aspect of the type of questions you could bring to that interview is what is the culture like? And asking some of those questions that maybe can help you identify what are some of the core values or missions of this company? And does it align with my personal non-negotiables? So I think that's such an important concept. And again, I could probably, we could talk about that for days probably, but I do want to make sure we wrap things up here. So I will just have this final question for you today. And that question is, if you could offer one piece of career advice about determining career non-negotiables, what would it be? 
I think this was a great question. To ask a career coach to only give one piece of career advice <laughs> is a little bit difficult, but this is what I would say related to this. So if you think about all of the time and effort you put into evaluating, like purchasing a car, people spend a lot of time thinking about, oh, what do I want in a car? And what am I looking for? And looking up prices and, and gas mileage and all the bells and whistles and every, every little thing. Unfortunately, sometimes it feels like people spend more time evaluating the car they want than they do spending time introspecting and thinking about, I don't even know if introspecting is a word, thinking about their career thinking about what their values are, thinking about what they're looking for. And so that really is kind of a big deal is to spend the time, spend the effort to really consider where my values lie. What are my priorities? What am I looking for? And, and consider those things because while it might seem I'm kind of willy nilly with my career path and career trajectory, and it's kind of taken a lot of different routes. My values have stayed pretty standard, right? There, there are things that are important to me and the reasons that I work are very well aligned with my life goals. And so take the time to think about and contemplate on your career and what you need out of your career. And that really can make all the difference. Absolutely. Well, and Dan, and if I had to guess, I would guess that having flexibility and the opportunity to learn are probably some of your top career non-negotiables, which is great. <laughs> and I, I just want to add a personal note. You're such a great source of knowledge on our team. I often refer to you for that knowledge. I so appreciate that flexibility that you have and that, that desire you have to learn. And I really think that comes through not only to the staff that you work with, but also the students that you work with. So grateful for you being willing to share and, and talk about these things. I hope that any students that are listening that this resonates with, that they, they know that somebody's on their side, that somebody, somebody else didn't have that strict plan, but things still worked out. They were able to still make a plan and find a good path for themselves. So again, I just want to thank you for joining us today. I've so appreciated all of the insights you've shared with us. Thank you, Marissa. I appreciate being here. Thanks for joining us here at the Career Studio today. Please join us next week as we continue to discuss this month's theme of determining career non-negotiables. Mm-hmm.